Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Andrew Cuomo is the most hated man in New York. It's a title he richly deserves. While reigning from on high as the imperious governor, he killed thousands of elderly people with his reckless and insane order. The COVID-infected patients be marched into nursing homes. Then he repeatedly lied about it, offering lame excuses and shifting the blame. He covered up the death toll, falsified data, and worked sedulously to hide the truth of what he'd done. And with the help of the suck-up liberal media, Cuomo pranced and preened for months in front of television cameras, pretending to be the greatest crisis manager of all time. He wrote a nauseating book bragging about himself, and naturally the idiots in Hollywood gave him an Emmy Award. Clueless Joe Biden canonized him as the gold standard for pandemic leadership. As thousands were dying, the governor yucked it up with his little brother Chris Cuomo on CNN in an endless stream of obnoxious comedy routines. But the sad truth is that Andrew Cuomo is a charlatan. He's an arrogant fraud who appears to have committed fraud and obstruction of justice. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to The Brief. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. I met Mike Lindell. He fit me for my very own my pillow, and I haven't stopped raving about it since then. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a my pillow or know somebody who doesn't, now is the time because there's a limited time that Mike is offering his premium my pillows. Yes, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow regularly $69.98 for only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all of the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-605-8765 and use promo code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Andrew Cuomo has always been a pompous and pretentious bully. But the pandemic unleashed an uglier side to Cuomo, a man drunk on power. There was never any science or data that justified the governor's draconian shutdown and lockdown orders that destroyed millions of lives and livelihoods. But Cuomo never cared. Like a tyrant who punishes anyone who dares to disagree with him, he arrogantly issued his directives, accompanied by threats of arrest and civil fines. He turned New York into a police state, and he made himself the top cop. Millions were left unemployed, destitute, and hungry. There were bankruptcies, addictions, overdoses, and suicides. New York City became a ghost town. That was in March, April, and May of 2020. And the city never recovered. Months later, towards the end of 2020, Cuomo doubled down and reimposed many of the exact same shutdowns. But by then, the science and data did exist, proving without a doubt that what Cuomo was doing and had done was completely wrong. For example, he banned all indoor dining at restaurants, even though that accounted for a minuscule 1.4% of infection spread. Crossing the street is riskier. The shuttering of restaurants forced more people to eat indoors at home and in social gatherings, where the infection rate there was close to 80%. In other words, Cuomo paid no attention to the established evidence or science. He made matters worse. He drove people into situations where they stood a far greater risk of being infected and dying. When anyone had the courage to confront him, to ask him about that, or challenge his reasoning with facts, Cuomo would mock, ridicule, and demean the person out of the room. That's what bullies do. And Andrew Cuomo is the quintessential bully. People in New York began to resist. They began to rebel against the tyranny of Andrew Cuomo. The man who always saw himself in the mirror as a virtuous hero was, in the eyes of his fuming subjects, a despised villain. The lockdowns never worked. New York was the worst place to live and work, with the highest number of deaths of any state consistently. Florida, by contrast, which largely avoided strict lockdowns, fared far better. New York residents fled south, muttering their contempt and hatred of Cuomo along the way. But the governor's most catastrophic decision was to pack COVID-19 victims into nursing homes, beginning in March of 2020. Now, anyone with an ounce of intelligence knew that that was wrong. 
At the very outset of the pandemic, it was obvious that elderly and infirmed were the most vulnerable. They had to be protected. So what did Andrew Cuomo do? He did the opposite. He issued a crazy order exposing them directly to the deadly virus. And there was absolutely no reason for it. None. There was empty space available elsewhere at multiple facilities to handle the infected patients. Nursing homes were the last place to send them. In fact, it was the last place that Cuomo would send his own mother. He said so. Would you advise a friend to put their parents in in a senior facility if they thought it was time right now? Or would you wait till this thing passed? If I were advising a friend, I would say you have a vulnerable person. Uh, Best to keep them at home and not put them in a congregate facility. Keep them in a situation where you have the most control. That is the blunt truth. That's what I would do with my mother. Would you advise a friend to put their parents in in a senior facility if they thought it was time right now? Or would you wait till this thing passed? If I were advising a friend, I would say you have a vulnerable person. Uh, Best to keep them at home and not put them in a congregate facility. Keep them in a situation where you have the most control. That is the blunt truth. That's what I would do with my mother. And there you have it. Cuomo cared about his mother, but he could care less about anyone else's mother or father. Cuomo knew that elderly people like his mother should never be exposed to COVID. It was a death sentence. Yet he sent COVID-infected patients into nursing homes, killing Thousands of mothers and fathers and grandparents. It was tragically predictable. It was indeed foreseeable. Cuomo himself could foresee it. He said so. It was an admission of guilt. When it became clear by the numbers that Cuomo had directly caused an appalling spike in nursing home deaths, he suddenly reversed himself and rescinded his own order. By then, it was too late. Thousands of patients had been exposed and died. Cuomo's malfeasance killed those who needed his help the most. They are his victims. Now, at this point, in May of 2020, when he countermanded his own noxious order, Cuomo could have exhibited some measure of humility. He could have shown courage and contrition by admitting his egregious mistake. I screwed up. I'm sorry. I apologize. But no, that's not Andrew Cuomo. He took the coward's way out. He refused to accept responsibility. He refused to apologize. Instead, he blamed everyone else. It was classic Cuomo. He blamed nursing home staff. He blamed visitors and other agencies. He blamed conservatives in the media. And of course, he blamed Donald Trump. That's right. Cuomo has persistently claimed that he was following President Trump's CDC guidance when he sent nursing home patients to their deaths. Now, this is both ludicrous and demonstrably false. There is no such CDC guidance. None. It was all made up by Andrew Cuomo. Another lie. 
Indeed, just the opposite is true. The CDC issued a stern warning before Cuomo's deadly order, stating that virus-infected patients must be kept isolated and far away from the nursing homes. Here's the advisory verbatim from the CDC, quote, It is critical that long-term care facilities implement active measures to prevent introduction of COVID-19. The U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which regulates nursing homes, issued a nearly identical advisory before Cuomo issued his order. But Andrew Cuomo didn't care, or he wasn't paying attention. He pressured nursing homes to accept patients who were infected and insisted that they must comply. His order was senseless. It was nuts. Again, we all knew that older Americans and those with comorbidities were dying in droves. Their immune systems were weak and compromised. Any potential deadly infection would claim their lives quickly. This was known from the very beginning. Many people have asked me, did Cuomo commit a crime in causing thousands of deaths? And it's an interesting question. And the answer is he probably did commit a crime that anyone other than a governor might be prosecuted for. What crime? Take a look at second-degree murder under New York law. It's defined as reckless conduct, which, quote, creates a grave risk of death to another person and thereby causes the death of another person. Involuntary manslaughter, that has a similar reckless standard, but with a lesser level of proof. So yes, to answer the question, in isolation, Cuomo could be criminally charged with those offenses times thousands representing the thousands of deaths he caused. But there's a catch. Andrew Cuomo will never be indicted for those deaths because under the law, he is protected by what's known as sovereign immunity for any official act as governor. There is no question but that Cuomo's nursing home decision was wanton and reckless and that it was completely foreseeable that patients would die by the thousands. He created a grave risk of death, as the statute says. He wouldn't send his own mother into the very situation that he himself made dangerous and deadly. He turned nursing homes into a death trap. But because his directive, however wrong and reprehensible, was authorized under the powers granted to the New York governor, Cuomo has a complete immunity defense to any charge. However, and this is very important, such immunity does not apply to his cover-up. That is, his many lies, the falsifying of data, and the concealing of evidence, those are not protected from a criminal indictment. And I'll explain that in just a few moments. What role did the media play in all of this? It is unconscionable and shameful that so many reporters gave Cuomo 
a free pass. They covered for him. They fawned all over him with praise month after month. Those that did try to stand up to the governor and question what he'd done were bullied by him into submission. My colleague at Fox News, meteorologist Janice Dean, was the notable exception. Both her mother-in-law and father-in-law died as a direct consequence of Andrew Cuomo's wrongful actions. Janice courageously spoke out, relentlessly, demanding that Cuomo answer for his mistake and the heartbreak he caused thousands of families who lost loved ones. Uh, We're not done yet. This is just sort of the door opening to perhaps a a bipartisan investigation from both sides of this governor, his administration and his health department, which is something I've been asking for since the very beginning. So although this is good news uh, that, you know, what we were suspecting is actually true, that those numbers are much higher than they've been reporting and they've lied about it um, and deceived all of us. How did Cuomo respond to that? He bullied her and belittled her. He had his spokesman issue this rejoinder, quote, Last I checked, she's not a credible source on anything except maybe the weather. You know what? When I saw that, I thought to myself, what an insensitive and uncaring and a despicable person that Andrew Cuomo is. Because when Cuomo denigrated Janice Dean, He was also insulting thousands of others just like her who have questioned in good faith what the governor did. These are the people who deserve a thorough investigation of Cuomo and to have him held accountable. But accountability is what has had Andrew Cuomo so very worried for the better part of a year that the truth would eventually bubble to the surface and expose his deadly malfeasance. That is precisely why he worked incessantly to conceal his own wrongdoing. Cuomo's cover-up began to unravel when New York's Attorney General Letitia James, a Democrat, mind you, offered up the first hard evidence that the governor and his team falsified data by under-reporting significantly the nursing home deaths by as much as 50%. According to a report by the Associated Press, nearly 15,000 nursing home patients died from the coronavirus, not the approximately 8,500 claimed by Cuomo. Then, of course, came the stunning admission by Cuomo's top aide, Melissa DeRosa, in a private Zoom meeting with Democrat lawmakers. DeRosa admitted that the numbers had been doctored to shield against a federal investigation. She admitted that the amount of deaths had been misrepresented to avoid having the true numbers used against Cuomo and his administration in an investigation by the Department of Justice. In plain language, Cuomo and his coronavirus task force lied. What does this mean legally? Well, it means that DeRosa appears to have confessed to a potential 
obstruction of justice charge. And anyone, including Andrew Cuomo, who knowingly participated in concealing the truth, could be charged with conspiracy to obstruct. Now, this is where Cuomo's actions get even sleazier, if that's possible. He and others have suggested that the incorrect figures predate the Department of Justice investigation, which was launched in mid-2020. So, you know, you can't really obstruct an investigation that hasn't yet happened. That's their claim. But that is wrong and irrelevant. Take a look at the federal obstruction statute. A person can be found guilty of obstructing a potential or pending investigation. In other words, if a government official like Cuomo falsifies or hides evidence to avoid triggering a forthcoming investigation or acts out of fear that such a probe may occur, that official is still culpable under the law of obstruction. So the timing is immaterial. There's another crime that Cuomo should be worried about. It's called defrauding the government. In simple terms, it means cheating the government. And the U.S. Supreme Court has said this includes the act of interfering with, quote, a lawful government function, such as an investigation or the duty to report truthful information to the public. So if Andrew Cuomo or anybody in his administration provided false information to the state legislature or to any agency of the federal government by means of deceit or dishonesty, then the government has been defrauded by them. And once again, if one or more persons were involved, it's a conspiracy to defraud. On top of this, there's the criminal charge of making false or misleading statements. For every false statement, there is a separate and distinct criminal charge. These are just some of the potential charges that the FBI and federal prosecutors are now examining. A criminal investigation has been formally launched by the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Faced with the overwhelming evidence that he lied about the number of deaths, Cuomo held a news conference, and he actually admitted, he confessed, that he intentionally withheld the true nursing home data. But then he said by way of excuse, quote, well, it wasn't critical information. Think about that for just a moment. Think about what Cuomo was really saying. He was conceding that he lied, but insisting that his lie wasn't an important lie, so it's no big deal. Well, tell that to the thousands of family members who lost their loved ones and who watched with anger as Cuomo lied about their deaths as if his victims were utterly insignificant or unimportant. And then Cuomo did what he always does. He lashed out at the media and everyone else within his orbit. He accused everyone else of lying about his lie. I see you, Francesca. Fitness changes lives. Proform is changing fitness. 
with iFit, personalized workouts and classes for every body. Visit proform.com to get your bike today for only $39 a month. Those false statements must be countered. They must be, or else people get confused. No one has a right to spread lies or misinformation that causes pain to families. I understand politics is a nasty business in this environment. I understand people lie. I get it. I get it. I live it every day. But this is different. This was causing pain to families who lost a loved one. That's what they did. And they did it because I hear it from the families. Not only did we create a void, we didn't fight back against the lies and the politics and the the distortions aggressively enough. Have you ever noticed that people who lie accuse everyone else of lying? They invent a lie, and when they get caught, they embrace the false mantle of innocence and victimhood and claim others are lying about what they did. It's a clever, if not predictable, ruse. But no one is buying Andrew Cuomo's BS, not even his Democrat allies. They've now turned on him. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is calling for a thorough investigation of Cuomo. Eleven Democrats in Albany are demanding his outright censure. Fifteen Democrats are moving to revoke his emergency pandemic powers. And then things got worse in a hurry. Democrat Assemblyman Ron Kim disclosed that Cuomo issued menacing threats at him, vowing to destroy Kim's career if he did not issue a totally phony statement covering up for the governor. I will destroy you, Cuomo screamed into the telephone at Kim. You haven't seen my wrath. I will go out tomorrow and start telling the world how bad of an assembly member you are, and you will be finished. That's what Cuomo said to Ron Kim. Here's what Ron Kim said to Fox News. The governor has abused his powers. He has a pattern of abusive behavior. Uh, He has abused me and my family by calling me and threatening my career in front of my kids, in front of my wife. Um, So we need to we must hold him accountable, not just for his abusive behavior, but his abusive abuse of power. That's what's at stake right now. According to Kim, Cuomo was trying to get him to lie for the governor to cover up the big lie. And in typical form, Cuomo was a bully. Suddenly, it opened the floodgates. Everybody and his brother came out from the shadows telling their own stories of how Cuomo harangued, intimidated, and tried to shake them down. It was the best-kept secret in Albany. For years, Cuomo would menace and bully people, threatening them if they didn't capitulate to his whims and demands. Journalists, lawmakers, public officials, and private citizens all felt the wrath of the almighty Cuomo, a man consumed by arrogance and the abiding conviction that he should reign supreme.
How dare you question my judgment? I'm the mighty, invincible, and omnipotent Andrew Cuomo. You're just a little person. I can ruin you with the wave of my hand. That has been Andrew Cuomo's attitude toward his lowly subjects. Assemblyman Kim now says Cuomo should consider resigning and impeaching him must be on the table. And Kim is not the lone ranger among Democrats. And Republicans are also demanding that Cuomo resign in disgrace or face impeachment. And with the consent of Democrats, they're setting up an impeachment commission and they're moving full steam ahead. Suddenly, the love gov finds himself the most hated man in New York. Many reporters have turned against him. Democrats who have long loathed his terminal arrogance and bully tactics would be relieved now to see him gone. Thousands who lost family members think he's the equivalent of a murderer. And millions of New Yorkers will forever blame Cuomo for his heavy-handed shutdowns that utterly ruined their lives. It marks a stunning fall from grace. For much of 2020, Cuomo was lionized by the fawning media that slobbered all over him whenever he held a pandemic news conference. The brainless nitwits who occupy Hollywood even awarded him an Emmy for his performances. He appeared repeatedly on his brother's nighttime CNN show where the smug and condescending Chris Cuomo lavished nonstop praise on his big brother, calling him the love gov, but never bothered to ask Governor Cuomo any penetrating or challenging questions about the nursing home scandal, the thousands of deaths. It was a ridiculous ridiculous conflict of interest that CNN happily ignored as the nightly gab fest devolved into juvenile jokes and prop comedy. Idiotic stuff like, Mom always liked you better, ha ha ha. And then there was the gigantic nasal swab skit. Is it true that when you were having the test administered, you inhaled and the doctor's finger went all the way up your nose and got stuck and had to be released with a tool. Is that true? Just to just to deal no, with the record. She, com- she, she wanted to comment that I have a little button nose mm. and she was afraid that the swab would actually hurt because it, it extended my uh, nasal cavity. The proboscis uh, she was issue. speaking about the delicacy of, of, the, nose. of the nose. Yes. And that's what, you know what, I understand. This is the normal swab I'm holding up here now for everybody at home. A very valuable object. There's only one company in the entire country that makes these up in Maine. All right, here's the swab. Is it true that this was the swab that the nurse was actually using on you and that at first... It went into your nose and disappeared so that in scale, this was the actual swab that was being used to fit up that double barrel shotgun that you have mounted on the front of your pretty face. See, I said I was going to be nice and sweet. I just want a yes, no. And was, I was it trying. this? I was trying. Or was it this? Very hard. Look. Which was it? <laughs> 
You know, first, I thought I did so well on that nasal test standing up there. She did the swab. I did not flinch. I was a cool dude in a loose mood. Didn't move. Of course anything. you were. Was happy. That swab is like a piece no. of lint going in that thing in your face. That's How not. could it have collected That's anything? Not. While the Cuomo comedy duo was yucking it up on national television in primetime on CNN, thousands upon thousands of people were dying of COVID. Some joke. But let's not stop there. Not one to waste an opportunity to boast about himself, Governor Cuomo somehow found the time to pen a nauseatingly self-righteous book entitled American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. It was truly amazing. Cuomo's stupidity killed people. And then he had the audacity, the temerity to lie about it and cover up the truth. In his twisted and demented mind, Cuomo thinks that is leadership. Perhaps the sequel to his book should be called American Failure, How My Arrogance Killed Thousands of People and How I Lied About It. But that, of course, would require honest self-reflection. Andrew Cuomo is constitutionally incapable of it. Maybe a stint behind bars for obstruction of justice and defrauding the government might teach him a thing or two about humility and humanity. But I seriously doubt it. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.